welcome to More Than Myths. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Fucking love Halloween. I also do as well. So, you know, like podcasting goes, we are recording this ahead of time. But what yeah. are your tentative plans for today, Haley? Ooh, I don't actually know. We might just go downtown and walk around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have any plans so far. Nice. We're just going to wing it. Yeah. What about you? Um, I have uh, all of my kids are here. And so this is the first time our youngest gets to trick or treat. Like, <gasps> actually, trick or treat. That's exciting. In a non like COVID. Well, it's still COVID, but you know, like last year she was a little bit old enough, but we weren't trick or treating. Yeah. And then this year we live in a neighborhood instead of an apartment complex. So it should just be a lot more, a lot easier to get yeah. around and you know who's participating and whatnot, that kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and then first time she's trick-or-treating with her older siblings. So oh, that's also fun. It should yeah. be really good. Nice. So hopefully we're, you know, running around like crazy people getting costumes ready and candy. Getting, getting candy. <laughs> Do you have all your outfits planned? All your costumes? As Do you make today? your costumes? I would love to. That's generally how, like, I hated that growing up. I just (laughs) wanted a costume out of the bag because it was so much more detailed than the Goodwill homemade costume was. But now that I'm grown, there's something so cool about putting your own costume together. Agreed. So if my kids want to be something very specific, I will get them, like, a store costume. But if it's something that we can easily put together, I usually will just come up with something from my closet. Like I love making shit up from my closet. I did the Queen of Hearts last year with an old old bridesmaid's dress, a backwards white collar shirt. So I made it a high neck (laughs) and like Uh buttoned it in the on the backside, and then put a bow around it, and then you know painted my face white and put heart lips, and it was just like so fun to pull what I had to yeah. make it work, right? Yeah. So I love a good creative costume like that. Nice. Do you like dressing up? Do I like it? I do. <laughs> um, but I usually choose like very, <laughs> very feminine things. Like I really love to go as Cleopatra or a princess or mm-hmm. a fairy or yeah, things like that. So I can wear a really pretty dress and a crown. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm the same. Yeah. So one of our like Halloween themed questions, which I feel like while we're here, we might as well just answer this. Oh, yeah. For each other Mm -hmm. was like, what would your ultimate costume be? Ooh, yeah. Um, Go. You tell me yours first. It would be Cleopatra. Ooh, or Mm. Marie Antoinette. That would also be with the big ball gown and the freaking hair. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And the fans. Yeah. Made for me. Yeah, exactly. The whole dress and the hair. And yeah. Oh, that that would be amazing. Yeah. So mine (laughs) is legit. I wrote, I would really love a custom ball gown. Yes. And legit fangs. 
So like, Ooh, yeah, like you know, you. Marie Antoinette vampire. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Dead. Why has nobody done that? Oh, have they done that? Why I'm is sure that not a TV that. show? But yeah, that's seriously my <laughs> old. Like, if I ever get invited to a swanky, over the top Halloween party where yes. I have a reason to spend like a stupid amount of money on a costume. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. Or the other one I really want to do and I actually might do it this year, but who knows what I'm dressing up as tonight. You guys can check out our Instagram. I'm sure we can post some of our Halloween plans. Our get up. I would love to do a full gender bend on Captain America, Steve Rogers. Oh, okay. But have like a legit Captain America like suit. Yeah, that's pretty and cool. shield, you know. Yeah. And then like have my but then have my makeup and my hair look really feminine and yeah. Just badass. Nice. So, that's a good idea. You should do that someday. Yeah. Those are my my big ones. So do you want to just do some more questions and then we can kind of get into the history of it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, um, I have a um fun fact. Ooh. That I actually got from history.com because I'm going to quote it. Um, Did you know more people, especially millennials, are buying costumes for their pets? I believe it. I I definitely bought a little unicorn hat for Tesla. (laughs) 20% did so in 2018, (laughs) which was up from 16% in 2017. (laughs) There's some really cute dog costumes. Why wouldn't you want to dress up your fur? Yeah. I know, but I feel like if you told, you know, a family in the 50s, like, oh, yeah, dressing up your dog is really common. They'd be like, excuse me? What? Why? Why would you do that? Why? Except for I've been dressing up animals. We used to have cats when I was little, and I would always put them in dresses. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's adorable. (laughs) And I'd, like, put them in a baby stroller and take them on walks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Millennials. I mean, we're the, ex- Millennials. You know, we're the, like, we're the pet parents that. We're the creative ones. <laughs> we're the ones who take it too far in the best way. Yeah, I definitely make Tesla wear this little unicorn hat <laughs> on every walk we go on. She, I'm sure she loves it. <laughs> right. I'm sure. I know. I think our dogs. So Josh always takes our dogs to work for Halloween. Oh, like that's what they do. That's fun. They bring their dogs to work because they're dressed up and cute. It's like don't bring your kids, but you can bring your dog. Bring your dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so Olive has a variety. I think she has a shark costume and a Spider-Man costume and a couple others that I can't remember. I do love the outfits that make dogs look like spiders, and when they run, their legs are just ridiculous. Oh, you don't oh like that? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> I love scared. them. Oh, they're so say. funny. <laughs> but you almost made me spit my coffee out because they're <laughs> so good. It's so cute. I love it. Because <laughs> they, like, waddle enough. Like, yeah. their body is a little bit sh- wiggly enough that the legs move. Yeah. Right? Perhaps oh. not for somebody that has arachnophobia, but – Oh, I don't Perhaps love spiders, but it's no. it the effect is too good. <laughs> so you would go out trick-or-treating when you were little. Do you have like a favorite memory of trick-or-treating? Oh yeah, I do actually. 
So yeah, I would trick or treat. I have a favorite memory and then a least favorite memory. Oh, perfect. So I'm going to tell my least favorite memory first. Oh, get the bat out of the way. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, I was probably 11 or 12 and I really wanted to be a ghost for Halloween. And we found this really cool white, old white wedding dress at Goodwill. Uh-huh. We like painted my face all white, like made me look dead. But this was like one of the coldest Halloweens we've seen in Idaho yeah. in a uh-huh. really long time. Um, And my dress was not forgiving like there was no i couldn't put anything under it it was like really tight yeah or or like i couldn't put something over it because i didn't have anything that made it like that was ghostly right yeah so my mom made me actually put my costume like my winter gear under my ghost dress (laughs) and i looked a I was like, I look like the Michelin man, mom. (laughs) And she – and I was like on the verge of tears because I was supposed to be this pretty dead ghost and then I just look like this big fat Stay Puft Marshmallow man. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so, so mad at her because everybody else, all the other kids had costumes that it was okay for them to wear their winter jacket with it and it looked fine. Yeah. So my other siblings looked fine and then I looked like a fucking marshmallow. (laughs) I was so mad. And to this day, she still gives me shit about being called – like, was like – being or called me the Michelin man or I called oh my myself gosh. the Michelin man. It was that's great. That's devastating. Great. <laughs> it was devastating. <laughs> and then oh, my man. favorite Halloween, um, my mom actually took my brother to my grandma's house in Pocatello. So it was just me and my dad, um, which didn't happen a lot, especially like having a younger sibling. Yeah. Like, they took a lot of the spotlight. Thanks, Steve. Mm. <laughs> um <laughs> We know how so, to do it right. Ah, Jesus. Fucking <laughs> younger, younger kids, man. Um, no, and so I usually didn't get any like one-on-one attention. And so I was dressing up as Claudia from Interview with the Vampire. Oh, which, okay. you know, after the interview with my dad. Yeah. Like makes complete sense, right? That they were yeah. like, yeah, you get to be this thing that you've never even seen before. Sure. Right. You know. Um, because I must have been like eight, maybe you made seven the perfect, or perfect, Claudia. It was perfect. Like yeah. I got it. It made sense. So I'd be disappointed if they didn't do that. I know. They knowing were like, no, what we I have know to. now. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. So it makes complete sense. And I was so excited to do it because they talked about this movie and this book series all the time because yeah. they're huge vampire nerds. So I was just like, okay, cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then like we couldn't get my teeth to work, so that was kind of a bummer. And my dad was like trying to build me teeth last minute, and I was like, "Dad, we've <laughs> got to go. We've got to trick or treat." Um, so then we finally like got on the road, and it was just so fun because I got like that one on one time with my dad. It was really That's sweet. Awesome. And then we ended up running into like I grew up on a block, and so oh, yeah, like all of my friends were out trick or treating too, and so. Mm-hmm. Like the parents all kind of stuck together and whatnot. And we'd run into people we knew or we would change directions and go to another street or whatever. Mm. It was just – Yeah. It was kind of that like quintessential 90s Halloween. trick-or-treating. Yeah. Right? Oh, it was really sweet. so nice. It was like – that's my favorite Halloween memory. Nice. So, I would have to say 
Oh, so what were you going to say? Sorry, oh, I, no. I was just realizing that my least favorite memory was with my mom. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> This is not a dig or anything, mom. It's I just how, how, what she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have one that wasn't my favorite. My mom always did a really good job of getting us costumes or you know making sure we had something but she would always paint our faces and there was mm -hmm. one year i remember that i think i wanted to be a showgirl i can't remember if i called it that like i must have been maybe 11 12 and she found i don't know where this dress came from it was this red frilly oh my gosh it was so hideous dress that had huge puff sleeves oh and my God she took me upstairs to her bathroom and I was getting ready and then she started to paint my face and I got so mad because she gave me like these huge lips oh no <laughs> just, I didn't want to have I just wanted to look pretty you're like I don't want to look like have, a costume I just want to be pretty it's like two pieces of tuna <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find a picture. Oh, oh my god! Oh my gosh, it's so bad. Uh, but I think probably my favorite Halloween memory. My grandmother was really into Halloween, mm -hmm. and they did a haunted house in their garage one year, and we got to help out. I had the hardest time going through it because it was so scary. Oh, it probably wasn't really scary, but you had to put your hand in the jars of like wet spaghetti or, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that, I would say hands down, that's my favorite Halloween memory. Yeah, that's sweet. I love it. <laughs> I love that both of our least favorite memories are our moms making us look ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> when we just wanted to be pretty. Yeah, I just wanted to be pretty. Yeah, no, she smeared that lipstick. Like it was oh, up to my nostrils. No. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, I was so upset. Oh. I hope you can find a photo. Let's see if we can try and find photos oh, to share yeah. on our Instagram of some. At least if we can't find these costumes, let's try to find old <laughs> Halloween costumes of us as kids. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, <laughs> I have some good ones. I'm sure my parents took pictures of everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh please, yeah. I will see if my mom can dig something out, mom. Oh, wait, you won't hear this by then. Never mind. <laughs> so you kind of answered this, but what's your favorite thing about Halloween? Oh, okay. I really love people's creative costumes. Also with that, though, I don't like people in masks. Mm -mm. It really is not my favorite thing. Yeah. So I like people. <laughs> Sometimes you have to have both to complete the ensemble. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely prefer just creative when I can see their face and it's yeah. not in a mask. <laughs> I agree. I don't like masks either. Yeah. They freak I me out. I don't like not knowing who's behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Let me <laughs> see your face. <laughs> Trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, my favorite thing about Halloween is the decorations. 
Oh, yeah. I have a couple things. Also, so, yeah, decorations yes. is so fun to me. I love changing your normal space into something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a full blown Halloween party. Lights, camera, yes. action, Halloween. <laughs> love it. Um, but now my like sappy response is as a parent, I love making like the magic of Halloween real for my yes, kids. Right. Like yeah. that is my favorite part now because I'm hoping that whatever my efforts are, yeah, and, like bring up like that they have amazing memories. That's my goal at yeah. this point. So that's really sweet. That's my favorite part about Halloween now as a parent. I absolutely believe that you when your kids are older they'll have that because that's something i remember my mom doing like every it was always a big deal Halloween yeah. was a big deal going out and going trick-or-treating and going around to certain houses and going and seeing our grandparents and yeah it was always a yeah. big deal so so the last uh question that i had was um if you were to visit a haunted attraction on halloween Ooh. what would it be and why uh Honestly, I think I'd probably want to go to like Disneyland, Disney World, right? Well, the one closest to me, California. Yeah. I never yeah. remember. Is Disneyland. it Disneyland? Okay. Yeah. I would want to go there because they do everything Halloween and mm-hmm. it's just – it sounds so great. <laughs> the way I answered this question, I said, if I actually had the guts because <laughs> oh, I definitely yeah. took haunted – like actually oh, haunted. haunted attraction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, gosh. So I'd love to go. I would love if I had the guts to stay at the Queen Mary in Long Ooh, Beach, California. Yeah. I, as I said in our last episode, I would love to go to the Sleepy Hollow festivals. Like that seems really fun. Yeah. And then there's also this town in Washington called Port Townsend. And it's known to be like not just like a location, like not like a hotel or a library. It's like the whole town is haunted. That's and you do like there's like 25 locations and you can do like a whole ghost tour. That sounds through great. This little town. So. That sounds like a lot of fun. But yes, absolutely Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I guess that Disneyland's not really haunted. Well, maybe it is, but if it was a haunted attraction, gosh. Maybe I know it's probably I don't care cliche. I would really love to go to Salem. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's that crazy. Is on my bucket list. Yeah, but I think it would just be. Straight I feel like magic. you and I should just do like a New England. Oh like, my gosh, October yes, tour someday where we that'd just, be like, amazing. Go and look at all these old ass towns and yeah. follow their ghost stories just through October. And yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Let's do it. Big plan. Big goals. Big, Big goals. goals. Big goals. <laughs> so do you want to get to the the good stuff? Let's talk about Halloween's origin and why it's celebrated, which is what I have prepared for you guys today. Perfect. I'm ready to learn. So I'm going to talk about Halloween's origin, why it's celebrated, and how it got its name. So originally it came from Celtic traditions Um, and Celtic harvest festivals, and the most prominent being Samhain, which is actually spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So it's spelled like Samhain is how I would say it, but it's actually Samhain. So Samhain was always celebrated at, at the Hill of Tara in Ireland. So everybody would come together for this celebration. And it's 
like most of the things happening at this time of the year and a lot of the myths at this time of year, it's all based around the harvest oh, and yeah. that transition of light to dark. And, you know, I'm just, it's kind of interesting how much is based off of that fall equinox and, you know, and how many stories and how many different um, cultures have a very similar practice at this time of year. Harvest, party, drink, get ready for winter. That's the plan. Yeah. So lots of um, lots of celebrating, lots of superstition about the time of the year. And as that transition of from like more light to more darkness um, and the veil between the world of the living and the world of the dead thinning. So and Halloween is said to be the thinnest night between the two worlds of the year, which again is consistent in a lot of different cultures. So um, as I said, this tradition originated from Celtic harvest festivals. So it was actually the beginning of the new year in ancient Ireland. The last of their harvest was gathered. Their animals were slaughtered that weren't going to make it through the winter. Mm -hmm. um, And it was all preparation for winter. So it was time to stock up and get ready for their hard time and so but it was also a time to gather and leave offerings for their ancestors and celebrate so something i read about this as well was that not just one clan or village or anybody would celebrate this individually it would it would be the entirety of the area would come together at this one place. So if they had any wars going on or any kind of conflicts happening or, you know, disagreements, everything would be marked as a truce at this point. Oh. And they would come and celebrate together because winter was hard enough. Right. Yeah. And they would, they would like everything would be laid to rest for winter if they, if anybody needed extra, like, room and board or places to stay. This is where you would take everybody in and everybody just settle down for the winter. Interesting. And then, you know, the festival in the spring would come and then it would all re-engage and they're like, yeah. we hate each other again. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I never heard that before. So that was really um, interesting to me that it was like, oh, actually stopping because it's like, this is already going to be just challenging enough. Yeah. We don't need to make this harder on each other. So, um, so the practice of leaving offerings was, um, to appease their ancestral spirits and uh, that they, because they would visit at this time of year, again, going back to that veil between the two worlds, uh, being at its thinnest. And so spirits could come in and out, um, and transition and visit, say hi, but that also allowed dark spirits and fairies to roam freely between two worlds. Part of a big part of this tradition was the bonfire. So yeah. Yeah. The bonfire, which, you know, it's so cool learning about different traditions of the world. I really want to adopt some of this, you know, kind of into your Halloween. Yeah. It's yeah. Because it's really symbolistic. I just find it super interesting. So anyway, the bonfire um, played a huge part in this tradition and was used to ward away evil spirits. So veils at its thinnest, evil, all kinds of spirits are roaming. The yeah. bonfire was, you know, 
good spirits were welcome, but evil spirits were not. So they would actually douse all the fires in the towns before this one was lit, and they would all light it together. And then at the end of the night, after feasting and drinking and partying and leaving offerings, they would all take the fire home with them and light their hearths at home with the fire of protection and light, and it would also protect them for the upcoming winter. So it was a big symbolistic ritual of protection and safety. Um, That's great. I love that. I've I've never heard that before. That's so cool. Okay, now we're going to have bonfires. We are going to have a bonfire. (laughs) It just sounds like I just love the symbolism of it, you know? Yeah, it's very inviting. It's very Mm -hmm. a a sense of togetherness kind of. It's acknowledging those who have passed. It's acknowledging that the world is not just nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That we're all Um, in it together. Yeah. And you and you share the fire with everyone. It's not for the nobles or anybody. Everybody it's, gets some. Everybody gets the fire. Everybody's you know? on even playing fields. I think that's great. And I love that they douse everything else. So the yes. only fire that's been lit and shared is the one that was lit together at this festival. So yeah. anyway. So as I said, you know, spirits are roaming free. Uh, ancestors are visiting homes so much like Dia de los Muertos in Mexico. Again, the veil is at its thinnest and our our family can come back to visit us. So a lot of people would leave offerings at their door or guide them to their home, leave out their favorite foods and wines and all that. With all those good souls and or spirits being around, there are also the negative energies. And so they could disguise themselves as good souls and bring back with them the souls of the living. So they would try to bring bring back people that day. So oh. you'd, you'd want to be careful of who you interacted with. And this is kind of the origin of trick-or-treating. So is it a treat? Are you seeing a good soul or are you running into someone who's tricking you and stealing your Gonna soul take to your take soul. it back to – Ew. The outer world is what they call it. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So (laughs) trick-or-treating, you know, it has a dark kind of a cute phrase, but then at the same time it was like, are you tricking me or is this a treat? Like, yeah. Should I be happy or afraid essentially? Ooh. Yeah. I was like, ooh, wow. Yeah. That's very, Um, But also when – so this whole disguising process – is a lot how costumes came into play too, which um, – so the other origin of Halloween is based on Catholicism. And November 1st is known as All Saints Day or All Hallows Day, and Hallows translates into saints. So Halloween is known as All Hallows Eve, so All Saints Eve. Um, so the night before, they would honor the saints, martyrs, and religious greats. Um, and celebrated very similarly as Samhain. So bonfires, feasting, partying, um, and revelry. dressing up. Revelry. Um, in Ireland, to this day, people stay to stay out of graveyards on Halloween. Like, they don't advise it. And also, if you hear footsteps behind you, don't turn around. 
because it could be a ghost following you home. And if you turn around, it's like inviting the ghost to come home with you. Uh, and I wrote, hitchhiking ghosts, anyone? Black. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, A, stay out of graveyards. B, if you got to go to a graveyard, don't turn around if you hear footsteps. I don't want to take a ghost home with you. Yeah, no, thank you. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So in the U.S., Halloween that we know today gained a lot of traction actually with the Irish potato famine. So um, immigrants from Ireland came over, brought these, you know, traditions with them. And then it was Americanized, changed, grown, now Big companies got involved. Now it's a candy holiday and yep. we've got goofy decorations and it's become what it is today. Yes. But it was from the stories being brought over by those the Irish immigrants. Now, with that being said, there are also Native American festivals around Harvest as well, which were adopted by colonizers. But the traditions that we see today are more so brought from Samhain and the Catholic All Saints Day. So... I want to recognize that there were festivals here before colonizers were here. Yes. Um, yes. And again, very similar. End of the harvest, celebration, getting ready for winter. Yeah. I think across the globe. And then just a little bit more going with costumes and why we dress up. Oh, yeah. So part of this goes back to Samhain as well. So they would dress up in animals animal furs while they feasted because it's starting to get cold and they would party and drink by the fire to stay warm so they're covered in their animal furs uh, but they also wore dried animal heads to ward away evil spirits i was gonna ask if that was yeah but you answered you answered my question i was on it i had it <laughs> i knew what you were gonna ask and i <laughs> had it ready to go so yeah so that's where you know costumes come into play also, for All Saints Day, very similar how the Catholic religion celebrated, they would dress up as saints, angels, and devils, all okay. while partying, drinking, bonfiring. So, so costumes are an ancient practice. Yes. And you are disguising yourself from the spirits who are all here to visit. Yeah. So you blend in. So everybody yes. on the night of Halloween blends in. Bad spirits don't know who you are. You can all interact. It's all about being on the same playing field and yeah. engaging. What do you got? What do you bring for us? Pumpkins. Ooh, I love pumpkins. <laughs> so do I. We know. Shut up. <laughs> I realized that I was immediately going to get teased. Because yep. You saw it coming. <laughs> I did. Do you like carving jack-o'-lanterns? Is that a tradition in your family? Do you do that? Do you want my honest answer? I do, actually. I hate it. You don't like carving pumpkins? Do you not like the whole process or, like, the gut part or the, the how hard it is? It's the gut part, and it takes a long time to do really it well. Messy. And I'm actually low-key allergic to raw pumpkin. Oh. So my – hands get itchy and annoyed yeah that makes sense i wouldn't <laughs> like it either 
<laughs> so I don't gut my own pumpkins when we do carve pumpkins or I'll get a really little pumpkin that I don't – that doesn't take a ton of effort. Well, after this, you'll have two more options because it wasn't originally pumpkins. It was turnips and potatoes. Ooh. So you could buy, find a big fat turnip or a big fat potato and carve it up if you wanted to. Oh, all right. I can yeah. manage a potato. Yeah. That's what the Irish used to use in because pumpkins, I guess, don't actually grow very well in Ireland. Oh, interesting. And yeah. I didn't know that. But they would use large turnips or potatoes. And it actually originates from a story about a guy named Stingy Jack. Hmm. So this guy, he invited the devil. He's feeling really brave one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to invite Lucifer. We're going to go down to the bar and have a drink. So they go to the bar and they're. Oh, he get, legit invites he legit to the bar to have invites a drink. Lucifer I was to like, the bar to have a drink. I was kind of like thinking you were ad-libbing that. No. No, no, this he is was, the, this... no, he invited him for a drink. Oh, yes. He's yep. gutsy. Just going to call up my good friend Lucifer and we're going to go down to the pub and have a drink. All right, right? Jack. Yeah. So they're, they're having drinks and the bill's just getting bigger and bigger. So Stingy Jack doesn't want to pay for it when they're done. He actually, he's a smooth talker. He mm. convinces the devil to ship ship into a coin. <laughs> <laughs> So he can pay for their drinks. So the devil's like, right, all right, sounds great. I'll just change into a coin and whatever. So he does. Stingy Jack puts the coin in his pocket, decides he's going to keep the money. He's going to keep the devil, basically, and puts him in a in his pocket next to a silver cross. So the devil can't change back <gasps> into the devil. Oh, what a yeah. dummy. Very sneaky. Very wow. stupid. <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> so he keeps this money for quite a while. And oh. uh, he eventually frees him under the condition that he wouldn't bother Jack for an entire year. And that if Jack dies in that time frame, he can't claim his soul. So the year goes around and he invites the devil to go apple picking. <laughs> Instead of a beer, he thinks, you know what? Let's go pick some apples. So oh. he finds some fruit in this tree and the devil climbs up the tree and he, Jack, thinks, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, so he carves geez. a cross into the tree so the devil can't come down. And he makes the devil promise that he's not going to bother, bother Jack for 10 more years. Soon after this, Jack actually dies. And God isn't going to allow such a jerk into heaven. Yeah. But the devil, I mean, he's tricked the devil twice. Oh, he's, you he's trip? Not, no. Yeah. So he's not going to let him go to hell. So he is just stuck. So he actually gives him a burning coal. And sends him on his way and is like, get out of my sight. I don't want to see you. So now he, the only thing Jack has is a turnip. So he hollows it out, puts the coal in there, and he uses that as his lantern. And he's been roaming the earth ever since. <gasps> yeah. What? That's wow. the story of Jack and Leonard. So people would actually carve these scary faces into the turnips or potatoes and place them in their windows to frighten away. Dingy Jack, 
I keep wanting to call him Stingy Jack because the way it's spelled, it looks to me, it looks like Stingy, but stingy it's Stingy, Jack. <laughs> stingy, stingy Jack. Jack. Yep. So it keeps him away and other wandering evil spirits from their home. Uh, in England, they would use really large beets. And like you said, when people immigrated, they brought all these traditions with them yeah. and they found out that pumpkins could be used to you know, Pumpkins carve jack lanterns squashes and, and yep, exactly. Yeah. Gourds, that's the one. They are gourds, just gorgeous. Oh my gourd! Oh my gourd! <laughs> yeah, that was a bad joke. That was really bad. Whatever. You're welcome. Uh, so when you think of Halloween, you think of black and orange, right? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. green zombies, white for Purple. ghosts, stuff like that. Purple, yeah. yeah. So there's actually a reason. And we associate the color orange with harvest Uh and it's exact opposite, which is black to associate that with darkness, death, the upcoming winter, evil. Yeah. Um, (gasps) Yep. Wow. I've never even considered that before. I didn't either. So it's the exact opposites. Yeah. It's so clear that now that you're saying that, it's Mm -hmm. like, duh. Yeah, wow. it was it was definitely chosen intentionally. But then you also have in the in more modern times, you have green, which kind of associates with monsters or mm-hmm. zombies, the Wizard of Oz, right? The Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. Um and white for ghosts. Red also has kind of become one because like vampires. Yeah. Blood, you know, but it was Blood. mostly it's mostly black and orange. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. So you had already talked about um Dia de los Muertos mm-hmm. and they I kind of wanted to go a little bit into that. I I mean we couldn't I only picked a couple to kind yeah. of go over that had some interesting things. Um so Dia de los Muertos, uh, they honor those that have passed away, and they believe that the gates of heaven open at midnight on October 31st, and the souls of children return to earth to be reunited with their families for 24 hours. And then mm. on November 2nd, the souls of adults come down from heaven to join in the festivities. Uh, I know. In Ireland, um, the day's actually still celebrated pretty widely they still have bonfires little kids get dressed up in costumes adults go to parties um they do have a game called snap apple which is bobbing for apples but instead of in a bowl of water they hang apples from a string in a door frame and you have to try to bite on them kind of like the donut yeah yeah okay of course americans would pick a donut (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with donuts, Haley. <laughs> but they do they do bobbing for apples too. I've only bobbed for apples once and I didn't it was not I don't like it. I didn't like it either. Especially uh, with play... your face paint from your mom. Oh my gosh, my big t- tuna fish lips. <laughs> so bad. Oh I love you, mom, but the Halloween was rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh they also play a card game. Uh, I didn't find the name of it, but they have cards that are laid face down on a table and underneath them, they'll put candy or coins. And mm-hmm. when a child chooses that card, they'll get whatever tree is underneath it. So they might oh, get money cool. or a candy. Yeah. Uh, they also eat a fruitcake, which oh. they can either buy in stores or they bake it at home. It's called barn brack. 
Oh. And there's usually a a treat that's wrapped up and it's baked inside of the cake. And it's said that it can foretell the eater's future. So if they Mm. find a ring in it, it means that the person will get married. If they find a piece of straw, it means that a prosperous year is on its way, which I thought that was kind of fun. Oh, nice. In Italy, they celebrate All Saints Day on November Mm -hmm. 1st. Uh, They usually also their festivities are a couple days before and after. Yeah. Um, They leave fresh flowers, which are um, they generally leave chrysanthemums on the graves of departed loved ones. Yeah. As well as just I strangers, maybe if they see somebody's headstone that doesn't have any flowers, they'll put some flowers on it. Oh, that's sweet. So their their cemeteries are actually really beautiful in the fall. And they put a red candle in the window at sunset. And they set a place at the table for the spirits they hope will come and visit. That See, that's such a it's sweet, very sweet process. I mm-hmm. love that. Agreed. Because it's remembering, you know, yeah. your family or friends. Do you know of an American tradition like that at all? No. I don't either. I think people probably just do their own thing as far as that. Yeah. It's that's just weird to me for us being like so family oriented in the US, right? That we don't have a that we don't have anything for remembrance of family members. Mm-mm. Hear that, America? Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I never even like that never even occurred to me. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. I was like, there's wow, really not no one that we ever no. told me. Like, I guess weddings is probably the one thing. You know, yeah. there's usually somewhere like a remembrance seat or table some, or, someone. you know. And I feel like I f- that's sweet. But I also feel like those people deserve their own day instead yeah. of having it bleed over into some like, it, do you know what I mean? Like they should yeah. have their own day. Yeah, I agree. To have their favorite—I don't know—put your favorite, their favorite meal out their and their favorite drink. Meal or... out. Like, give them a gift, a cigar, something. I mean, I know. I'm kind of thinking that tic-tacs. we might, we might just adopt this whole leaving out food and offerings just for, yeah, on Halloween and Agreed. make it a little bit more of a holiday, a right? remembrance. Yeah, take it back to its roots. Take it back to its roots. I think that's a good idea. I think it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, let's do it. Okay. Let's see. What else do I have for you? Uh, Candy. Everybody likes oh. candy, right? Yeah, let's talk about candy. Let's talk about candy. So now we know that usually <laughs> I think of Hocus Pocus when she's like, Halloween has become a day of frolic. <laughs> 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 and you have kids running around with baskets and lantern-shaped buckets of pillowcases and they just want candy, right? And we can absolutely blame candy companies for all of that. And Hershey's. uh, Yeah. Yeah, they decided that they needed a holiday in the fall because in the beginning they had uh, Valentine's Day and Easter. So they Mm -hmm. needed something at the end. So they took large candy bars and broke them up into small bite-sized packages and then changed the wrapping and said, oh, look, here's a Halloween treat. Oh, wow. It was just a way for them to make more money. So really it was like capitalist America? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But it originally 
was the Irish, I believe, if I'm reading this right. Yes. 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 Irish would actually bake little tiny, they would call them soul cakes. Oh, I'm so glad you covered yes. soul cakes because I read it yes. at the end of my research and I was like, I don't have time to cover this. No. So Good. it goes back Yay. to the practice of honoring your dead, mm-hmm. leaving them something and they would make these little soul cakes which were just this it's a small pastry baked with then it would be expensive ingredients spices currants saffron mm-hmm. i mean saffron's expensive now so yeah and they would leave them outside for passing souls and they were also distributed to beggars who went door to door promising to pay for the souls of the mm-hmm. deceased in exchange for something to eat yeah. So people would give out their soul cakes to those that didn't. Yeah. So any – I didn't mention this earlier, but anything that was left over from offerings was actually donated to the poor. That's great. From I love that. Samhain. So yes. it's like the food didn't actually go to waste. Yeah. Right? It was left mm-hmm. out, and if it wasn't used, whatever was not used was then donated, which I thought was really – Yeah. I like that. Again, t- they took care of everybody at that yes. time of year. Yep. Yeah, in America, there wasn't – it was mainly, mainly just a end of year, like end of harvest festival, really. They yeah. would have treats of like caramel apples and mixed nuts. It's not the straight sugar that we have today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't actually until the 1950s that trick-or-treating gained popularity with candy and going around to people's houses and, you know, yeah, getting whatever – there was always a lady that we would go trick-or-treating at, and every year she made popcorn balls. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. it was my favorite. I That was always my favorite house to go to because I yeah. knew that Grandma Shirley was going to have popcorn balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, my, my grandpa did that as well. He made popcorn balls. Yeah. I love it. Oh, they were my yeah. favorite. I'd always save it until last. Yep. To eat it last. Was my and you know, like – how mind-blowing a king-size candy bar was. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I ever got a king-size candy bar. I don't think I ever got a full-size candy bar. Or Oh, man. There was always one house. There was always yeah. one situation where we got the full-size candy bar, which you could go to the store and get for 50 <laughs> cents, right? Yeah. Like, usually wasn't off the table. But the fact that you got it for completely free and free. everybody got one. And you was- got to dress up. Yeah. In the meantime, that's all bonus. All oh, did bonus. you guys ever do like the sit down and candy exchange after? No. Trick or treating? Oh. I know we sort my candy. <laughs> yeah, we would sort. So we'd all get home, dump out our bag, sort, and then trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And one Reese's was worth like three sweet candies. You know, it wasn't one for one. <laughs> there was there was exchange rates going on. It was the it was the beginnings of the stock market for me. Yeah, we was, didn't. I my siblings were a bit older than me at mm-hmm. this point that way went. Um, so we wouldn't have traded candy. But I do remember. I think my dad would go and pick through my candy, and he would take oh, yeah. my. And I remember being quite upset about some of my candy getting taken. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told I when my older kids were younger, I'd be like, "All right, mommy tax. I need yeah. <laughs> I need a Kit Kat and a Reese's, 
And then now. I will leave your candy alone. Yep. But those are the two that I, I need one of each. <laughs> From each hey, of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all the candy turnip information I have for you. Turnip and candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love Halloween so much. It's like it's the kickoff to the holiday season, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And we always decorate like at the fall equinox because I like six weeks of Halloween before Halloween. Yes. yes. So, yeah, it's yeah. my favorite time. Yeah, I'm definitely going to incorporate some of the things that I've learned into our Halloween sub separation celebration. Did you just say separations? <laughs> I said separations, not separations. Because <laughs> But <laughs> it's like so you learn this word and how does that apply? Uh, right. But <laughs> gross. At least oh it's gosh. not cream cheese head. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, I hope that everybody else enjoyed that as much as we did. Oh my gosh. That was so disturbing. <laughs> I never thought – you said you'd never thought that you'd have to give that explanation. I never thought I'd have to hear that explanation. <laughs> it clearly was traumatizing because horrifying. I'm still bringing it up. It's horrifying. <laughs> I think it'll be in our brains forever. For Next sure. Halloween, expect to be reminded yeah. of cream cheese face. <laughs> Remember, guys, our Myth Check episode is actually launching launching today as well so you can head on over to the next episode if you are ready for it yes it's a great one our first myth check check out yeah, what we, we got lots. wrong yeah we have lots to we have a few things to cover i'm not gonna say lots we have a few things we have to a cover. few things to cover i've also appreciated that we've had things pointed out that we weren't even covering it was just absolutely like passing comments that we clearly didn't know enough about so those are definitely my favorite like myth check things. It's like, actually, you said this, but it's this. We're like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Thanks for having me on that to my list. list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out our myth check episode. If you hear anything that doesn't sound right, send us an email at morethanmythspodcast at gmail.com and we will include it in next month's myth check episode because at this point you're too late. You're too late. Too you late. Missed the, you missed the boat. Yeah. Like Sorry. the animals in the ark. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so you can check out our Instagram at more than myths and we'll update it with some spooky Halloween pictures and also some beautiful Halloween pictures because mm -hmm. this was a really great. I loved all the things like all of the honoring and yeah, the closing up of the year, the harvest. Uh, so we'll We're definitely have that update yeah the remembrance so we'll definitely have our uh instagram updated and uh go ahead and follow and subscribe on apple podcasts and spotify and mm -hmm. uh yeah just thanks again so much for tuning in and listening we really appreciate it yeah continue to share with your friends and family and tell your mom tell your mom but thanks again you guys until next time stay curious See you later. Bye. Bye.